Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. We are the co-founders of Real Coaching for Amazon Sellers. And we've worked with thousands of Amazon sellers since 2015 to help grow their businesses the right way. Now, one thing we wanted to do when we created this podcast is to help people like you guys listening right now to not only understand the ins and outs of selling on Amazon, but also make sure that you make life and business simple for yourself. Most of us wanted to create this business because we wanted freedom in some way, whether that be from a J-O-B that you currently have, or you want to travel more or spend time with the kids or whatever. But basically what we've seen happen time and time again is that sellers make things more complicated and therefore overwhelming for themselves. There's so much opportunity out there that it becomes debilitating and stops you from moving forward. So what we've done is we've identified the five big mistakes. In fact, we call them the FBA killer mistakes that we have seen Amazon sellers make time and time again. And we've also made them ourselves. And we wanted to create a series for you guys to understand these killer mistakes. And more importantly, give you the solutions to those mistakes and also how to avoid them. Doesn't matter if you started selling 10 years ago, three months ago, or if you're thinking of just starting out right now. Being aware of these FBA killer mistakes means that you can either restart or start the right way to make sure that you're growing your business for your lifestyle goals. And today is the third episode in this series. And if you missed any of the past episodes, we'll add the links to those episodes in the show notes. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we, we've said this a couple of times now in the, in the previous episodes that we've done, but, you know, we want to hammer this home because the single most important thing in your business is not necessarily how much you're going to sell, it's how much cash flow and how much income you're actually going to make, right? So no point focusing all that time and effort on shiny objects that are going to focus you on the top line if you're not actually starting to make money out of the business. So when building your business the right way, what it really comes down to is how much money you're putting back in your pocket day after day, month after month, and year after year. And unfortunately, we see that most Amazon sellers kind of fail in this first six to 12 months for one simple reason. They literally run out of money trying to figure out these five things, right? Or five ways to do this consistently. So how to choose profitable products that make you money, how to generate and maintain positive cash flow, how to generate predictable month-on-month growth, also, how to launch products profitably and consistently and how to beat the competition because it's definitely more competitive, but it's not too competitive, right? And we all love a bit of competition because it helps us give, a, give us a kick up the bum and do things differently. Now, in the last two episodes, we talked about fixing your product selection and then we also talked about fixing your marketing message. And so you might be wondering, well, that's great, but my, it's my launches that are a real problem for me. Maybe they're a bit hit and miss. Also, you might feel like you need different sales tactics for each different product when you're launching it. Well, that takes us to FBA business killer number three, which is a broken sales and launch process. Now, your launch sales plan is essentially a process by which you're going to catapult your product in the rankings and start to be visible and look attractive to prospective buyers. So what you want to do is you don't, you don't want to just literally like stick a product on Amazon and hope it sells. You need a plan and a sales process to go through. Now, depending on what this plan is or not, as the case may be, it can take weeks, it can take months, or for some people, even years. Or some people just stop even selling because they can't get this process going, right? And most people actually don't even have a process, I would say. Probably, Isaac, you know, or they might have done something, but they stop. 
Yeah, they, they have 1% of what they need to actually do planned out. And then the rest is just wing it as it comes. Yeah, exactly. And hoping, why am I not on page one? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> why am I not selling stuff? Why can't I find my product on Amazon? Yeah. Because no one can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I'm number one for my main keyword, which has got, you know, which is your brand name. <laughs> 17 words long, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's because people don't really have a predictable process or a system to reliably rank their products. And even fewer people have got a reliable, consistent way to maintain the sales once you've launched, right? So there's no point just launching something if you can't maintain it going forward. And one of the key reasons for that is that because when it comes to launching a product, there's just so much information out there or misinformation and overcomplication of the process or what do you call it? Complexifying. Complexifying, yeah. Yeah. Overcomplexifying the process. So, because there's so much stuff you can do. So simply, what we like to do is make things as simple as possible, right? So simply what you need is a process that can help you get on page one for a handful of your most relevant keywords that are going to bring traffic, right? Just burn that into your consciousness. Then you want to get some sales velocity to start your product off with a bang. And then you want to get some initial reviews to give your product some credibility. And you want to support that product basically to help that continue, right? That's literally in a nutshell. That's all you need to do. Now, it sounds simple, but what you need to do to be able to enable that to happen is just making a few shifts in your thinking on how you're actually going to implement that process, right? So there is a, it's time bound, there's cost involved, and there's specific tactics that you need to do to be able to help you get there. So the first shift in this process is literally build a plan, right? Create a plan on how you're actually going to do this. So as I just said earlier, you know, too many people just literally put their product on Amazon. They've done their listing. They think that's all they need to do and hope for the best. But that just doesn't work, right? That's called winging it or crossing your fingers, hoping it's, it's going to do, you're going to do something. Hopes and prayers. Yeah, hopes and prayers. Why is it not working? So what we want you to do is actually think about what are the core tactics that you're going to employ and how much it's going to cost, right? So usually as well, people have too many ways they can launch. So... They're going to do Facebook traffic, Google traffic. They've probably bought different courses on ManyChat, Messenger, building their list, you know, getting getting other buyers to buy it, getting your friends and family to buy it, all this other stuff, right? Yeah, and um, those same got, people are still complaining about how expensive ads are on Amazon, by the way. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> After spending thousands of dollars on all these courses about all this stuff off Amazon, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly, so that's another thing you've got to think about is, if you're not using something very close to Amazon, we'll go through this in a minute, then you know, you're spending all this money on buying loads of courses on how to figure something else out, right? So you kind of lose sight of what you're actually aiming for. And you also probably don't cost out the launch. You're not thinking about, well, if you don't actually physically know how much traffic you're going to send and what a conversion rate could be on that traffic, then you can't actually figure out how much it's going to cost you in the end, right? And forecast that. So a solution to that is the best and simplest way that we find is use it, use the traffic on Amazon, okay, and make yourself as attractive as possible. So back in episode two, we talked about the marketing message. We talked about how you can actually speak to your ideal client, make yourself really attractive. That's what, that's what we want. And then what we want you to do is use the people and the, the buyers that are already going to Amazon to essentially buy your product. It's the most simplest way to do it. And it's probably the most cost-effective way to do it. And it's also the way that we can actually figure out how much it's going to cost. 
So essentially using Amazon sponsored ads as the main vehicle for that and making sure you've got an awesome listing. You then want a, a target sales number that you want to reach because this is another thing is I put my, my product up. Why am I not selling hundred units a day? Well, did you know that you can sell a hundred units a day? Is that even possible? We've worked with people where they've actually, you know, launched a product and all they can probably get out of it is like five units a day when we mm -hmm. look at the numbers, right? Um, but they bought, yeah. yeah, and they've bought loads and loads of stock. So you're in a bit of a problem there. So again, you probably want to go back to episode one to work out how to fix that broken product selection process. It's going to really help you with this because when you're doing your product selection, you're actually going to set a sales target. So you know exactly what you're aiming for. Then you want to build a forecast, how long it's typically going to get, get you there. Some people call this guesswork. I call it forecasting. <laughs> but essentially, you can literally just say, you know what, if I do the right things and I spend this the right amount of money, I would expect to be on page one within two or three weeks, right? And you can build out costs that way as well. And you can use things like Amazon-sponsored ads, you know, the, the suggested bids to literally have a look at, okay, if I'm using Amazon-sponsored ads, how much do I need to spend to be able to get ranked for those main keywords? What are those keywords going to cost me? And then you can build out what we call like a launch planner, right? And really understand how long it's going to actually take you to get there. And then the next thing you want to do is make sure that you're building that plan based on how much money you've actually got to spend. So you will have a budget and some of you might have a higher budget than someone else, which might mean that you'll be able to get there quicker, but it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there as long as you know the road that you're going on, right? So don't think that you're going to suddenly be ranked for all your keywords overnight in three weeks. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. If you've got $100,000 to spend and you're happy to maybe take a hit on profit up front, yeah, maybe you will. But if you're kind of working with a budget and you're making sure that you're going to make profit, you know, pretty soon, then that's probably going to take you a, a bit longer to get there, right? So make sure you're building it on a budget because that's where, that's where people start to freak out because if they feel like they're spending too much money than, than what they've got, then that's when they think, oh my God, this thing's not working. And then they pretty much turn everything off and then your product dies and, and like slowly drops back down those rankings and you're kind of losing the velocity that you kind of started in the first place. So build that plan out and understand how much it's going to cost you and how, much, how long it's going to take to get there. Yeah. And just to prove that they didn't know how to do it the first time they go and launch a second product and try the exact same thing again and do the same process over. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like knowing your budget and how much money you're sinking into your business is always a really good thing because most people just assume, well, if I just keep doing it and I keep replicating the process, it'll eventually work. No, it's actually a lot of times you're just not doing it well enough. And if you just did it right one time, you would then be able to do a second one right, but you could wait a little bit longer because you're not so panicky and trying to think, oh, maybe it's the product's fault. It's generally the processes that you're using. That's the problem, not necessarily the product all the time. Um, but yeah, the, the second shift, oh, and, and just to kind of clarify, when you were mentioning episode one and episode two, uh, you were talking about the first part and second part of this series. So not yes. the very first two episodes of our podcast, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, clarify, yeah. But yeah, the second shift we want to talk about is basically launch with highly relevant keywords. So we see this a lot where people will just stuff their listings with random keywords. Um, I've seen it, you know, if somebody's selling, you know, a, a portable charger for their phone, they'll name every single model of every single phone, every brand, every, you know, operating system, everything. Well, okay, well, that's great. But 
you just pretty much what you what you want to do is you want to focus on how relevant those keywords are. Because if you type in, you know, Apple or iPhone 10 or whatever, is your product ever going to come up for iPhone 10 unless you have like an actual relevant like iPhone 10 phone charger or something like that with it. So these are the kinds of relevant things that you need to think about. Now, when we say relevant, generally speaking, there's going to be probably 10 to 15 really relevant keywords. And of those, like three, maybe two or three, will probably get 80 to 95% of your sales. Like if you, if, if you have a very clear main keywords or highly relevant keywords. So for example, we talked about spatula as an example in one of our episodes before. So, you know, you've got spatula, you might have plastic spatula, you might have silicone spatula or whatever, like you've got some main keywords in there, but you probably wouldn't have spatula with a long handle and a hole for a hook as your main keyword, right? That's just too long of an actual search term. That's not something you're trying to rank for. You're trying to rank for those ones that people are actually searching for and actually have the products that are selling on those terms. So if I went over to silicone spatula and I saw a bunch of plastic spatulas, well, then I would be like, well, people obviously don't know what silicone is. So me trying to sell a silicone version of that, even when it says, now I'm not saying this is the case, but when they'd all be plastic, why wouldn't I just sell a plastic one? And no matter what I looked up, that's probably what they wanted in the first place. So you have to understand that the keywords and the actual products have to match up. So if you go to like, I don't know, you could say like maybe baby, baby bottles, for example, and it had like, you know, uh, you know, one of them uh, Nalgene bottles for working out or whatever. So like you can take on trail hiking and stuff. So if they had that kind of a bottle with baby bottles, you'd be like, well, why is that there? That's not quite relevant for that product because that's not the function of that product at all. And it's not for babies necessarily. It might have a baby on it or something. I don't know, but it wouldn't be relevant. You shouldn't try to rank for that keyword. So you shouldn't put it in your listing. You shouldn't be spending on it for ads and you shouldn't be trying to get ranked on page one. So that's why we say launch with highly relevant keywords where the search term matches the product and the sales are actually there where the customers are looking. So that's a really good way to understand, you know, save money on all the crap that you could possibly waste money on and focus on those keywords. And that's going to really put you in the right direction. Yeah. And if you've got a tool like um, Brand Analytics, which is Amazon's tool, that is a brilliant tool that that will actually show you not only the keywords that are are relevant for those types of products, but also which products are actually converting well Mm -hmm. for those keywords. And you can say, well, if those products are like my products, then guess what? That's probably a highly relevant keyword, right? So it's it's way easier than what it was back in the day when we're, we're all just trying to like figure this figure this stuff out, right? Yeah. But I think also you've got a great little tip just on how do you how do you kind of work out what your main keyword is, right? What's the, what what would be the main keyword? Yeah, so I always say that it comes down to common sense, but common sense is more expensive these days than you'd think. Uh, so <laughs> the idea is actually find people who actually know what your product would be. So like if you're talking about a spatula. Go over and find 10 people that you know that have ever used a spatula in their life and say, you know, what's, what's this product? And show them a picture on your phone or show them a picture on your computer or whatever, or even just hold up the product if you have it with you and be like, what do you call this product? And if they say like spatula, spatula, plastic spatula, spatula for pancakes or cooking spatula, whatever, all those keywords are generally speaking, your most relevant keywords. Because those are what human beings are calling it. Because guess what? Human beings are the ones that go over to Amazon and type into the search bar what they think it's called. So if you actually ask 10 or 15 or 20 real people, what is this product called? You're generally going to get the most relevant keywords. It's not going to be like 
spatula with a hole in it to hang on the wall. Like that's not your mo- most main, main keyword. So don't think that it is. And it's not going to be like spatula specifically for cooking eggs and only eggs or something like that. Like it's going to be like a very small, short, you know, two or three word keyword, usually maybe four, but you might have a function in there. So it might be like the products so of spatula and then the interest or the, the function. So like egg spatula might be a real one, but you have to then have a specifically an egg spatula, not a random other egg, like another spatula. So again, a lot of times it's the product, like what the product actually is, plus the function or the interest. And that's usually what it is. But go ask 10 people who know what that product would be called and ask them, what do you call this? Write those answers down because those are generally speaking your most relevant keywords. Yeah. And I know that sounds really simple because it is, but that's literally what people do every day when they're typing on Amazon, yeah. right? That's, li- that's the buying process. So it's not necessarily because it's so simple that you shouldn't do it. Like it literally is what people do. Like, oh yeah, I would call it that. So that's what I'm going to search for, right? Yeah. They're not thinking, like you said, silicon spatula with long, long arms that do this. Cause that's what you thought of when you were, you know, ordering the product right? yeah. <laughs> from Well, China that's what the Chinese factory told you that they call it, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it, it sounds very, very simple, but it's the best thing you can do um, if you haven't got any other tools, right, to use as well. And then you can back that up with the tools and go, yeah, it makes, makes sense. So you've got your most relevant keywords, which is fantastic. You've put those in your listing. That's part of the getting the listing ready, right? Getting it ready for people to find it. And then you want to invest. And I say invest um, because this is not like tickling stuff, right? We're, we're, we're trying to get this your listing ready and put in front of eyes of the right buyers. So invest in Amazon sponsored ads to be visible when you launch, right? So the big mistake that people make here when they launch is, is that they feel like Amazon PPC is eating all their profit. I I don't know why. I think this ACOS thing is, which means advertising cost of sale. So it's basically, you know, how much money you're spending to get the cost of that sale through the ads. Mm -hmm. It's not the cost of, or it's not like a, a percentage of your total sales of the business. And this is where people get mixed up, I think, or just yeah, don't. A-cost, just because you might have a 35% A-cost, that doesn't mean that it's eating all your profit because not all your sales are coming from ads. Exactly. It's specifically for the things that were bought on the ads, right? Now, I'm not saying it's totally irrelevant, but essentially, well, I am actually, it's, it's, it's totally irrelevant. Don't worry about that stuff, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's really all about what it means to the the total business. And especially when you're launching, it's not relevant. Because what you want to do is get as many sales as you can on those relevant keywords that people are typing in that are going to buy your product, right? Right now, we're not really bothered how much it's going to cost us because we want to get the sale. We want to get some velocity. We want to get some oomph into that listing and get start ranking for those products. So what most people do is they're focused on the ACOS right now at launching phase. You just chuck that out of the window. It's totally irrelevant. And then what they do is they bid low because they don't want the ACOS to be too high. And then they don't put enough budget in every day because they don't want to spend any money. Now, the problem with that is, is that Amazon looks at that and goes, well, your competitor over here is prepared to spend 10 times more for that keyword and also is prepared to spend more on a daily budget. So guess one, which one Amazon's going to show, right? Mm. They don't care whether you're launching a new product or not. They're like, yeah, this one's going to make us more money. Yeah, so, because yeah. they're prepared to spend more. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the very first thing you said, this is the investment stage of your, of your 
uh, product's life, lifespan, right? So yeah. it's not a cost right now. It's not an ongoing cost. It's the investment that you're putting up front to make sure that you actually are successful later. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even things like you invest every day, right? You invest in the food that you eat, right? If you go to a restaurant, you go to a fancy restaurant, you're investing in that for you. If you buy a house and you want to redo the bathroom, you're investing in the future value of that property. Mm. So you have to think of your Amazon business in exactly the same way. It's really weird how people are prepared to kind of buy businesses at like, you know, franchises, right? At $250,000 or $300,000 and never make any money on that for like the next 10 to 15 years. But they've put all that investment in up front because they're prepared to invest. So you have to think of your launches and your products like this. So if, again, if you're only prepared to spend $5 a day, your competition is going to spend more. They're going to get the ad spot. So at this stage of your launch, like we're saying, when you're investing, you need to be seen at the top of those search so that customer can actually find you. Because right now you're probably on page 10, right, for those relevant keywords. So you want to be visible. You want to look attractive. And you want someone to click on it. So that's why you need to bid high and you need to essentially have a decent budget. Now, it's got to be well within your budget. Again, go back to episode one of this series because we go through how you can actually calculate that before you even launch the product. So you're going to be very confident when you get to this stage about actually investing in this. So the more they buy on your ad at this stage, the better because Amazon's going to see you as relevant for those keywords and it's going to start to push you up the rankings, right? So you want to be spending more on ads and you want to be because you want to be clicked. And again, if you've got your marketing message right, like we talked about in episode two of the series, then your customer is going to connect with the listing and they're going to buy you as well. So again, a buy or a sale is going to mean that you're going to go faster up the rankings organically. So then over time, what that means is for your main keywords, you're going to be on page one, organically, as we call it, people are going to find you. You're going to then be able to reduce back some of that investment if it's costing you too much. But essentially, if you're making profit, on those sales through ads, why would you stop? You would just keep investing in, mm-hmm. in, those, in those keywords, right? To, to, make you, to make sure that you're actually getting those sales as well and additional sales. So it's kind of like a, it's like a tipping point game, right? High investment upfront, lower organic sales. Your organic sales are gonna come up as your investment, as your investment continues. And then once your organic sales are there, you can start to bring the investment down and then and get more of a profitable control over your ad spend. But you need to invest up front. And having those relevant keywords that Isaac talked about earlier is really going to help you not only get the investment down quicker, but also get more sales as well, more relevant sales. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like one of, one of the random things that people always say is like, well, how do you get reviews on Amazon? Well, you first have to get the sales, right? So like, yeah. you have to get the sales in order for, for reviews to come around. And, and then this whole cycle just keeps going over and over and over. It's like the chicken and egg, which one came first, the chicken or the egg. It doesn't matter. So long as you know that one produces the other and the other produces the other. Yeah. Reviews produce sales and sales produce reviews. So get them both, but definitely get your sales and don't worry too much about like, hey, I've got to get a hundred reviews before I spend money on ads. No, you don't. You need to get sales before you can get reviews. And then you also need to get reviews so you get more sales, but it kind of goes as a cycle goes. And you're, you're pretty much solving your own problems just by getting more sales at the beginning in this investment phase. And it's really going to um, perpetuate your, your sales and success of that product. And that's why we talk about, and this is shift number four, properly invest in your launch. Be prepared to spend and actually lose money in the first couple of months. And we don't say lose money as in it'll never come back. We mean 
lose money in a month because it's going to look like that on a profit and loss statement. Oh, my business is $750 under for the month. Okay, well, did you realize that that $750 that month made you $380,000 the next year? Well, great. I'm prepared to spend that extra $750 now, right? That's the kind of thoughts that you have to have in your head is prepare to properly invest in your launch so that way you're not shortcoming your product for the rest of its life cycle. Uh, one thing I would like to kind of compare this to is when people launch books or when movie studios launch movies, do you think that they just open the doors and say, hey, this movie's out now, go watch it? No, they advertise for, for you know, months in advance, right? So they try to get eyeballs. They'll, they'll get people pre-screeners to actually go read the book or watch the movie, give reviews about that. And they're just doing this stuff to promote the, the movie and, and the launch of the book or the movie. And all of their business is like in the first couple of weeks. It's a, a very big deal that they get that first couple of weeks right. Now, your business on Amazon's a little bit like that in the sense that Amazon really does prioritize really new launch things. Like they think that's awesome when new things come in there. And you really can't spend a whole bunch of money like a movie studio would for a trailer of a movie. But what you can do is once you're on Amazon and your product's you know, live, that's when you push really hard for the visibility. That's what those ads are. They're not trailers, but they're basically little trailers all over Amazon that are saying, show my product to these customers all over these places that are relevant. And then Amazon goes, okay, well, we will. And because you're new, we're going to give you preferred placement a lot of time, especially because you're bidding high and you understand that this costs money and you're not playing it safe and just hoping that you get a profitable sale every time you're investing in this. So we're going to show you in all these places. And when you do that, you start to steamroll your effect of ranking and sales and reviews. And it's just like this circle that just keeps spinning around and you just keep going up in, in, in the rankings and, and your reviews start coming in. So again, you can't really get these reviews. You can't really get these sales until people know where the hell you are. And the only way they can tell that from you on a launch is either ads or organic ranking. And you're really not going to get organic ranking on, you know, highly searched terms or relevant terms a lot of times, unless you're spending money on ads. You've also have to have a really good listing, but yeah, I mean, really it's just sales velocity on those keywords and, you know, and spending ads on those that really get you, you know, ranking and, and the conversion rate. So you can't just say, okay, I'm going to spend $500 on my launch. I'll wait a month and see if it works out. No, that's why you got to plan out all these costs and say, okay, look, if I do, you know, $5 a bid for now for the first six weeks, when will that actually, as Kirsty, you were saying, tip over towards where I can actually start lowering that bid per keyword. So that way I can start to be more profitable. And then maybe four, fourth month in, I'm actually making profit every month from there on. So yeah, spend those three months, if you have to, two, three months, whatever it is, in, in loss. So that way you can be profitable for month four to infinity, essentially, as long as you know how to you know, keep adjusting that ongoing. And that's why we say properly invest in your launch. Otherwise you're shooting yourself in the foot because the launch of a new product is like the best, most opportune time to get that product ranked. Because if you wait too long, now you have a history of like bad sales. You don't necessarily have all of my reviews coming in on a, you know, a quick basis or anything. So Amazon's just thinking you're just a, a, a nothing product that shouldn't be shown in front of people. Why would they want to revive? It's like, uh, this is another movie thing. Why would they want to revive a bad franchise that never sold any seats in the first place? It'd be like, uh, well, I can't think of anything particularly, but just think of a bad movie franchise and, you know, not trying to bring that back to the, to the theaters because no one watched it in the first place. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm sure there's definitely, there's got to be an example out there. So if, if anybody's got an example, then email us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll try to revive anything at this point, but yeah, don't, uh, don't let them do it and don't go watch the crappy new version of it either. Yeah. There's, def- <laughs> there, I've, I've, there's definitely some bad movies that they brought back and you're like, why? Yeah. Um, maybe that was just me that thought why, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's interesting a thing that you were saying there as well around, you know, it's like a circle, right? It's a, it's, and it's also like a, um, a gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. So once you've invested on Amazon sponsored ads as well, for, for instance, those are buying keywords on Amazon. We know that, right? And the more you invest up front, the more research you do, the more other keywords that Amazon's going to spit out to you and tell you how many people are converting on those, those keywords as well. So that means you can put those into your listing and then you can also start to spend money on those as well. So it's, it's like, the, again, it's, a, it's another cycle. If you don't spend enough, you're not going to get that research to be able to give you more keywords that you can then start to spend money on. You don't get that with any other, other kind of ad platform, really, right? Not specific buying keywords that someone's going to buy on Amazon. Like Amazon sponsored ads is giving you that. And they're also got, you know, now a lot more deeper placements and it, they're just really building out this platform. So the, the more you can get comfortable with it, understand you're supposed to invest in it and use it as a platform while everyone else is trying to figure out Facebook or whatever, then you're going to be more successful as well. So that brings us to shift number five. And you mentioned this a bit earlier around getting reviews. So again, a lot of people are like, oh my God, I've got to have all these reviews um, before I even invest in the, in the launch. Well, we know this over, you know, years, the last, what, seven years we've been selling. It's always been a thing, right? How do I get my first reviews? Yeah. And there's always been people out there that go, hey, I can get you some reviews or get your friends and family to do it. That used to work in the past, but more and more, it doesn't work, right? Amazon are getting wise to it. They don't want people manipulating reviews. So what are they going to do? Well, they're going to they're open up their own platform to actually get those reviews. And right now, there's kind of two ways, and I'm sure that they're working on other ways because why wouldn't they and get you to pay for it, right, in the end? Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of ways that we can get it. So there was the early reviewer program. I'm not sure that that still exists. It does, um, yeah. I think it's like 60 bucks for five reviews still, which not that big a deal, but yeah. No. So 60, even though you're not allowed to incentivize reviews, but you can pay Amazon people to do it, which is good. But yeah, $60, get your first five reviews. But the quickest way I've found is actually through their Vine program. I've found that that goes really quickly and that's to get your first 30 reviews on the product. Mm -hmm. So you can still apply for this. If you've got less than 30 reviews, you can actually still apply for the Vine reviewer program. You just find it on your Seller Central dashboard. I think it's under advertising or something. Advertising, yep. Yep. And I've got some really good reviews from that and they keep going and, and it keeps going until you actually get 30. So that's the key thing that I would do, number one. And then once you start to get some velocity, you're going to get sales and you can use their Amazon's request a review button. Now, there are tools out there that help you essentially, uh, what would you call it? Kind of streamline the process. Yeah. yeah. Jungle Scout have a tool. I think Helium Town have a tool. Yeah, All the big players have a tool. Yeah. Yeah which basically means that you've got one button instead of like lots of different buttons that you have to go in and request. So you can imagine you've got an order. You have to go into that order. There's a little button that says request a review. You have to hit on that. Well, that can be a pain in the bum, especially if you're selling a lot, right? So what these tools do is they kind of like streamline that process. You just have to hit one button and it's better to wait a couple of weeks until you um, actually do it because you want people to use the product. So probably two or three weeks, hit that button every two for the sales that have come in the prior three weeks, 
and just have that on your list to do every every week. Uh, personally, I've seen a massive increase in in reviews. Yeah, um, even if they don't write rating. a review, rating right now. So that's one shift that's actually happened lately is that ratings are a thing where they don't have to write a review. Yeah, so now you're getting you know, four or five reviews and ratings a day, as opposed to where it was before where they had to write a review, you get like one every four days, because people are just don't want to write that much. And they have like a character limit, like you had to have like 20 characters. So like, yeah, don't, don't I'm not gonna bother with that. But now that they got the ratings, people are doing it using that a lot more. Yeah, it, it's so easy, isn't it? And it also it comes from Amazon. So mm -hmm. it's not coming from us as the seller, like it doesn't feel weird. It's, it's part yeah. of the platform. It's so easy to click five stars, off you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got some really good ratings through that very, um, quick ratings. And if you've got some vine reviews, they tend to leave pretty detailed reviews. Yeah. So if, if you've got like three or four of those happy days, right. And then of course you can set up an email sequence and, and do all that cool stuff. But those two core things there, just using Amazon's platform pretty much will get you to where you need to go. As long as you've invested in the launch and got sales, because <laughs> mm -hmm. there's no point in not getting sales because or kind of you know manufacturing your reviews getting other people to leave them just number one it doesn't work in war anymore and it's against amazon's terms of service so more you can launch more you can invest in your launch the more sales you get the more you can request a review yeah exactly and and i think you know reviews are super important but even if you just even if you're just getting ratings at the start that absolutely helps you because in the search results all that people see are the star ratings now when they want to do deeper research, those reviews help. And that's why having that Vine program, and by the way, it's still free. Uh, so I'm 100% I'm certain Amazon will charge us for this at some point soon. But right now, at this point, it's still free for anybody under 30 reviews. You can go out and get your first 30, 30 reviews through the Vine reviewer program. And they write pretty detailed stuff. They'll take pictures and it'll, it'll say like top reviewer next to their name or Vine, Vine reviewer or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty credible review and people will, you know, vote that to the top a lot of times, which also helps your conversion. Now, if you have a bad product, that can really be detrimental to your product's history because if a Vine reviewer gets a hold of it and says, well, this thing's a cheap piece of crap and that's the most highly voted one, it can really hurt your conversion score. So make sure that your product is good because that is probably number one in the entire you know, process of this whole thing is make sure you have a good quality product because your customers will find it out pretty quickly if you don't. But yeah, that's a great, great point about the reviews, uh, you know, using Vine and all that stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's recap the major shifts you need to make in your business to basically make sure that your launch process is actually fixed is number one, build a plan to make sure you know how much the launch process will actually cost and also what steps you need to take to truly make your product competitive from day one. Number two, Launch with sponsored ads and use only the most relevant keywords to make sure your money is properly invested in your product's future success. Number three, you also want to make sure you are visible during and after your launch so you can get sales by being where your customers are actually looking, not in random places with random keywords or whatever on Facebook or Google. Focus on Amazon. Number four, we also talked about making sure you don't underestimate your launch's importance or lose your nerve about spending money on the launch to put your product in a position to succeed. And remember, it's an investment, not a cost. Uh, th this thing won't just cost you money that month. It will return that money back to you at some point in the near future if you do it properly. And lastly, we talked about making sure you get a handful of reviews to help your product convert better and be more competitive from the start as well. So guys, remember, now that you're armed with this information, it is your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have successful business to fuel your lifestyle, 
head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. Make sure to subscribe and tune in next week for part four of this five-part series on how to avoid and overcome the top five Amazon FBA killers for a highly profitable and simple business that fuels your lifestyle. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.